Bucks. Hello and welcome to Vikings Territory Breakdown Podcast. The two men in black, good guys with white hats today. I think I got a white, yeah, I got a white hat. It's got that on it. Uh, and th- no, I got a blue shirt on, Mark. I got my Hall of Fame shirt on from Canton, Ohio, limited edition. What do you think of that? Uh, that's Mark Craig. He's a NFL writer from the Star Tribune and Vikings Insider and and uh, Star Tribune Tribune.com. I'm Joe Oberly, Vikings Territory and Purple PTSD. And we're here just two days shy of the 2023 NFL season. Uh, it's about to kick off. What do you think, Mark? What are your thoughts? Well, I think, uh, you know, I, I I want to believe in the Lions as as an NFL as an old time fan of the of football. But I think the, okay, I think that's the, the end of the show. Team. That's the end of the show. Well, there's good news, Joe. Good news. Although I'm I'm saying they're going to lose, so that might not be good news if you look at some of my picks. Um, but <laughs> I feel like I feel like you know the the NFL wants the Lions to be that team to be that 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 team on the rise. It comes sort of out of nowhere. They were eight and two at the end of last year, but going to Kansas City and opening the season that's a surprising that they put him in that situation and i think we're gonna you know i think the chiefs are gonna have a good time on thursday night which would be good for the vikings uh, to kind of get a look at the lions and see what right right you know, I suppose they won't be playing them until uh, the end of december yeah that's it's rarefied air for the for the lions to be on the 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 season opening sh- uh thursday night game i don't i don't know that that's ever happened for them certainly not uh, in my lifetime you know and that's a long lifetime. Oh, so. well, you, well, you got a long lifetime. They were pretty good whenever you were, you know, like a kid, I think. So, um, right. So, anyway, well, yeah, it'll be fun. But uh, we also got the Vikings coming up. Uh, oh. uh, Mark, what do you, uh, they're playing the Bucks on Sunday before we break down them. Well, what, what are your thoughts on the Vikings this season? Just general thoughts. I mean, uh, are they going to uh, make a step forward? Are they re- actually rebuilding and got to, take a take a step back to go forward this year or, or what's going to happen in the second year of quasi and koc what what's 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 your thoughts there not uh, predictions but just general thoughts you know i i you know step forward it's it's hard to like you know you step step forward from the regular season probably not you know 13 wins 11 one win scores that you won a rec, an nfl record but that you can take a step forward by, by making the playoffs, winning the division again, uh, regardless of what your record is. If they win the division at 10 with 10 wins, that's, that's moving forward to me. And then if they win, a, if they win a game at home, uh, which they would have a game at home, if they win their division, you know, that's a, that's a step forward. So I, I feel like it's going to take a step forward um, offensively for sure. I, I, you know, Kirk cousins in a contract year, second year with, with uh, O'Connell, uh, bringing in Addison to take some attention off of Jefferson offensive line will be good enough. You know, they're, they're not perfect, but they'll be good enough. And I feel like they will be good enough running the ball and, and getting some short yardage first downs that uh, there'll be a step forward there. I'm excited to see the defense. I don't know that they have, um, I've said this a million times. I don't know if, if I'm not calling the, the cornerbacks a weakness. I just don't know at this point. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling about Murphy um, but we'll have to see. But I do like their approach that will, they will get after the quarterback. So um, I think they will take a step forward. I don't think they'll win 13 games, but I think overall the program takes a step forward. 
That's nice. All right. That's good news. Way to go, Mark Craig. He just, you know how to warm up to those. Well, fans. I, think, I think I'm going against everybody, uh, everybody that I've seen so far nationally. You know, the NFL has got 33 straight years of 14, four new, at least four new teams make the playoffs. It didn't right. make it before vice versa. So we're all looking for who are those four teams that are going back? Who are the four that are coming up? And in the NFC North, the logical choice is the Vikings disappear, the Lions come up. Right. I got to believe it to see it. Uh, you know, I, I've i seen this a million times where, you know, the, uh, I'm not calling them the dream team, but Philadelphia dream team 20 years ago, they were supposed to do something. They didn't do anything. Uh, the Browns in 2019 were kind of a trendy Super Bowl pick. They didn't do anything. And I told you on week one not to take them as a survivor. <laughs> um, yeah, so I haven't survived that survivor pool as a result. Ever since that pick, I've been I've been out. But anyway, but I feel like you know that that's kind of the national, and and then they see you know nationally you see a lot of you know the Kendricks and Peterson and uh, Dalvin Cook, everyone leaving. And uh, but I feel like um, if you had if I if there's a team in the NFC North that I've trust probably more than the others, it'd be the Vikings right now. You know, that's yeah. what I, my feeling is going in. Could be completely wrong, but um, that's how I see it. Um, all right. Well, we're, we're going to really get down to brass tacks with the schedule and and in our predictions uh, in the third segment. So you want to hang around for that. So let, let's try some predictions for just uh, individual players this year. There's plenty of them. And, uh, uh, you know, Vikings, you got to start with the offense. You know, that, that's where this team starts. I mean, that, you know, that, that's what's going to make the <clears throat> it's going to pave the way for this team to have any successes if the offense stays where it's at or even improves. And hopefully it will with the addition of Addison. But, uh, you know, all the all the talks about Justin Jefferson and, you know, there's t- been talk all week that he's trying to get us. Uh, uh, um, I, I, they're trying to get a contract done. And then I was told by my chiropractor this morning that uh, Adam Schefter says that uh, there might be uh, some uh, a little uh, uh, problem with uh, with that happening here yet before the season, but we'll have to wait and see. But I, you know, regardless of that, he better play in order to uh, do this for this season, which is get two thousand yards in receiving. He better be on the field on, on Sunday, week one. So, do you think Justin has a? has a chance at that break in the NFL record with 2000. Yeah. Yeah. He'll be on the field. You know, one snag could be is that, you know, they, he's not going into the last year of his contract. They already picked up his fifth year option. Um, you know, Justin uh, personality wise has, has handled it perfectly. I think with, Hey, you know, uh, you know, the better I play, the more I'm going to make and, and, and he's not don't want to hold in or anything like that. He's not to the, you know, there he gets that that fifth year rookie. So the Vikings are kind of, as long as they're and he's not forcing the issue. You know, uh, the snag would be that I, they maybe do it during the season. I don't think that that once the season starts. In this case, they'll they'll cut it off. But um, as far as his two thousand yards, um, that's such a strange uh, record because the guy who holds it, you know, Calvin uh, Johnson did it in two thousand twelve, eleven years ago, um, on a terrible team and. and yeah. Typically, one reason I thought that heading into that Green Bay game last year, the reason I thought Jefferson had a, actually had a chance to become the first receiver to ever do it, because I thought he was going to get 2,000 yards, and I thought he was going to do it on a team that might be the number one seed, and nobody was talking about Kirk Cousins as an MVP. And he, So Jeff, Jefferson would have gotten that. And of course, he goes to Green Bay like the rest of the team and doesn't wear the right cleats, and they slide all over the place, and they get drilled. 
Yeah. I don't think he I don't think he gets two thousand yards, but I don't think that's a bad thing. I, I think that that means you know two thousand yards could mean that uh, you have a bad season and you're throwing around or, or you're behind all the time. I feel like the so I have a little bit more control of of games with uh, if a little more power in the running game. Uh, some more options, Addison coming in, Hawkinson being, you know, uh, having the ear infection cleared up by his contract is on the field happy. Um, they're going to spread it around. So, I, you know, I, I you know, 1,800 yards or 2,000, you know, as long as they're winning, I, I Jefferson would take that, I'm sure. Yeah, I think that Hawkinson heard heard that number that he was offered real clear in that infected ear. He had no problem hearing that number. Uh, someone put, I saw someone asked a question online on on X, Twitter, what have you. Uh, will the Vikings have potentially four receivers with at least 700 yards, and that would be Jefferson, uh, Addison, KJ Osborne, and Hawkinson, and. You know, there's potentials there for that, but I don't know. But that, I think that was going to your point. That would be a, a good problem or a good thing to see because they're spreading it around, and you never know what you know what poison they're going to throw at you when Kirk is back at uh, behind center. Yeah, I don't know when you start getting into four, will four have seven hundred or six fifty or whatever. I, I I don't know. I to me, and the KJ Osborne is the perfect example. I've said it a million times. It, I don't care what his numbers are. His numbers at the end of the season may say 400 yards or 500 yards, but you know, there's, there's moments where uh, in his case, when Thielen was covered and when Jefferson was covered, you know, there was that number three guy catching a clutch third down, fourth down, whatever uh, touchdown to beat Carolina. So it didn't really matter if he had 700 yards or 400 yards. It was just the ability for Kirk who can make any throw on the field. He can find any receiver if he's given time. Um, and he's going to find Addison. He's going to find KJ. He's certainly going to find TJ a lot. Um, so, you know, Hawkinson could be a guy that's, yeah, could be a thousand yard guy. I would so maybe he's this number two receiver, a thousand yards. Jefferson's up in that 1800 and then the others 500. I, I don't know, but it's, it's a good, it's a good problem to have. If you're just looking at numbers and fantasy and all that, um, you know. Yeah. No fantasy order wants to. You probably want more touchdowns out of Jefferson, I would think. Yeah, I was going to say that next. No, no fantasy owner wants to see uh, uh, 700 yards for each one. They want them all piled on Jefferson. And I'm currently trying to make a trade for him, but I see what that happens. But anyway, what about those TDs? Uh, Jefferson had uh, 10 touchdowns in 2021. He had only seven last year. I, I think, uh, uh, what's his name? Adam Thielen Skyped a, a number of them from him. Uh, and uh, maybe even Hawkinson. I'm not sure. I can't remember who if he, he got too many or not. But anyway, do you think he can get back to double figures in TDs? Yeah, I mean, you know, Thielen was, was a red zone target for you know, exceptional red zone target um, for most of his career here. Um, when once he got established, established, um, you know, Madison probably gets the ball around the goal line a little more. Um, but yeah, I would think ten touchdowns. You, you, I could see that for Jefferson, you know. Um, but Kirk is gonna—I think Kirk is gonna be you know, loyal to his uh, open receiver type of deal. And but yeah. yeah, he started to force it a little bit more, or not force it, but give Jefferson more opportunities. Uh, there's obviously one example of the last play of the of the season, <laughs> where you know why didn't he give him that yeah, that opportunity? Just gonna uh, say that. Overall, Kirk did a better job at that. 
Um, what about that TJ Hawkinson? I do have him on my fantasy football team. And uh, how many TDs for him? And does he elevate in the tight end ranks around the league? Right now I've seen him as called the third or fourth best uh, tight end in the league. It's going to be high, hard to, to raise above that. But if Kirk zeroes in on him and finds him like he sure did once he got on the team last year, and he's got a full season under him. That uh, that might be nice for for TJ. Yeah, you know, it's not a matter of Kirk zeroing in on him. It's like Kirk uh, four or fiving in on him. Like you know, when you're looking around and okay, who who am I? You know, that's the guy that's that you know from the from the first week he was here um, was that classic tight end of just kind of the garbage man that that goes and finds the hole as everybody's looking at Jefferson, as everybody's looking at. Um, well, now it'll be you know, Addison. I feel like is gonna is gonna uh, be make immediate impact. So Addison's you know speed and his his ability, um, you know, to do what he does is gonna draw some attention. And then that middle of the field is gonna be open. Yeah, I would say TJ is would be a very good pickup if you can get a hold of him. What about uh, what about? Well, you know, you mentioned Addison. Uh, uh, rookie, uh, he's, he's talked about as one of the better rookies in the, in the league. He was first round pick. Um, he comes into a play, uh, uh, an offense where Jefferson and Hawkinson are both going to get a lot of attention. So uh, there's got to be stuff open for him. And uh, he, he, how do you see him uh, performing this year? You know, and and KJ as well. When they're, when right. they're in two, three receiver sets, and, and if uh, obviously Jefferson's going to draw the most attention, and then what do teams decide to do? with KJ and, and Addison. Um, and if the Vikings are quick enough, sharp enough to like guess during their game planning and also adjust once the game starts to unfold, um, one of those two is going to get probably more looks than the other. Um, I would say KJ, I would, you know, I, I think KJ's numbers will be, be bigger, but you know, um, Addison is going to make plays. I, I, if he, you know, going in, I would always, maybe I'd, if I was, putting together a fantasy team, I'd say, well, maybe I want to see him stay healthy the whole year or prove that he can be stay healthy. Um, but he, you know, he's going to, he's going to make big plays. He's not going to have huge numbers. I don't think at the end of the year, but he's going to make memorable plays. I feel. Interesting that the Vikings picked up Nikhil Harry for their, their practice squad this, this week. I, I mean, that's, yeah. You know, having a former number one, I mean, you know, they, they took the chance on, on rigor and it cost him not much, you know, a couple late round picks or maybe one or whatever. Um, this is a guy who costs you nothing. Uh, just, and you know, he, he did some, you know, some head turning things when he was here in camp, he's at a point where he's, his career is hangs in the balance, just like rigor is in, in, uh, in new England. So, you know, yeah, that's a good guy to just keep and work with and, you know, if you if you get lucky, you get lucky. And what about the guy who's throwing the ball to all these dudes? You got Kirk Cousins, who's coming off not his best statistical year, but a very good one. And if you uh, if you make uh, wins a quarterback metric, he had a great one. Uh, he's in a contract year. He uh, how do you see it out playing out for him? Does he get uh, he you know he's done four thousand yards in the past? Can he do it again? How many touchdowns? I know that he's had in 2020 at 35, then 33 and 21, and then last year he had 29 touchdown passes, but he had 13 wins. So, so how do you see Kirk's season happening this year? The guy who did who's not worried about signing a contract in the offseason, he knows he's going to get paid. 
I will always bet on Kirk Cousins betting on Kirk Cousins in a contract. <laughs> Kirk is, you know, Kirk is still young enough, obviously, uh, experienced enough, young enough, and driven enough to uh, to be that guy. Someone's going to pay him a lot of money next year, and it'll be either be here or it'll be somewhere else. And um, bet, he's bet on himself time and time again through two franchise tags in Washington coming here. Um, you know, so this is another example. And I, I don't know the numbers. I would say 4,000 yards for a good quarterback in today's league is probably <laughs> run of the mill. I remember in my childhood, Brian Sipe throwing for 4,000 yards, and, and he was MVP in 1980. Uh, Brian Sipe. Disappointing finish to that season. You know, they didn't win a playoff game, lost to the Raiders. I'm going to bring up Terry Quazzo then. 4,000 yards for sure. And I would say, you know, maybe he uh, – What's his career high in uh, touchdowns? 30, 35 or I think so, yeah. And he had it uh, uh, in twenty twenty. So, so yeah, he's he he'd be up 35, 40 touchdowns. <clears throat> um, God, what was I gonna say? Hey, you know, you got he's got to be excited about what he's got in front of him. You know, as far as the receivers, you know, because everything coming out on, on Jordan Addison out of camp was very positive. You've, you know, you've sung the praises of KG Osborne. He's shown it on the field. And we all know about Justin Jefferson. And then they bring in TJ Hawkinson. I mean, my goodness, the weapons he has to throw, throw to. It's all going to come down to the line for him, don't you think? If they can protect him, he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna go nuts. Yeah, and I feel like, you know, um, he's getting uh, Brian O'Neill back from his injury. So Brian O'Neill's on the right side. Mm -hmm. And Marisaw, I think, is ready. Uh, he's already one of the better left tackles in the league. But this is a guy that could, you know, with not very much more elevation, be the best left tackle there is. You know, uh, the guy in um, San Francisco, uh, the Hall of Famer, he's going to play forever. Um, but that's who that's who he's kind of modeled himself after. And it's uh, he's ready for that jump. It's the inside. It's uh, – you know, Tampa Bay comes in with Vita V. Um, I, I think he's healthy, and you know he is a monster inside. So that in, interior where Bradbury and Ingram gets tested again, if if they can, you know, take a take a little bit more of a step. I think Bradbury did last year. Ingram, though he up and down rookie year, uh, they could certainly do better than him. But he, you know, he was there every play of every game last year, and they won 13 games. So there's something there. Um, that's the key that, that again, is that center right guard, even, even Cleveland, he's, you know, I, I don't think he played as well last year as he did before. Right. It's those three guys in the middle who are the key to the offense. Right. Uh, and there's one new face that in the, in the offense, well, there's a couple, I mean, he's going to get some more protection from, uh, Josh Oliver, one of the best blocking tight ends in the league when, when he's in there and, uh, they still have uh, CJ Ham on the, on the uh, as a fullback to help help with that too, um, but Alexander Madison's gonna, gonna he's got the, the the starting job now as the tailback. And what do you what do you see from him in this primary role now? I mean, he's always been the the filling guy and the, the short yardage guy, but uh, now he's got to uh, carry the water and and uh, he might even have uh, Ty Chandler kind of barking up behind him to to push him to hang on to that job. What are your thoughts there on what's running back? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I like Madison, but Madison's not a guy that's going to play every snap. You know, they, they do need Ty Chandler. Ty, Ty Chandler needs to be a guy that comes in and plays. Um, you know, Madison, I think, is going to be good in short yardage. He's going to run hard. But the return on that is that, you know, he's not going to be, you know, if, if he's, you know, like Madison would have runs of like, you know, be third and six or whatever. And he's just about everybody in the stadium hits him before he gets to the first down marker. And he, you know, someone blows him up on the sideline. He's not going to be able to just trot back into the huddle. And so they, they're, you know, you need, you need a one, two. And who's going to be that two? We, we went into training camp thinking, oh, you know, they had this you know, luxury of having all these guys. Well, Kanae didn't, didn't participate. And so is Chandler going to be that guy? I think that he's got enough to be that complimentary second back. But yeah, I think Madison's going to do what they what they need to be done. He's not going to be Dalvin Cook. He's not going to have eighty yard touchdowns and stuff like that. But he, I think he's going to be good enough for what they need. You think they'll get Kane back after four weeks? Yeah, you know, I I don't know. I mean, it's it's um, still unknown, right? You can he he'll well, have, talk about that on Wednesday, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, he, yeah, we, the, at that point, it'll be, well, he's four weeks away, so you can't make any kind of guesses at that point. But I feel like once the season starts, he didn't have a training camp. Um, I, I wouldn't count on him for much of anything this year. Wow. Well, uh, we're going to count on you for a lot more. So that, that's the offense, and we're excited about that. Now we're going to have to talk about the defense, which we're really excited about. Mark's excited to see him. I'm curious to see him. I'm a little – cautiously optimistic we'll, we'll come back and we'll talk about the defense and, and, and the bucks who are coming into town this week so come on back to vikings territory breakdown okay folks welcome back to vikings territory breakdown with mark craig from the star tribune mark uh the vikings were their defense was a bottom dweller last year uh last or second to last in just about every category they fired their defensive coordinator brought in brian flores formerly a head coach of the Miami Dolphins, to be their new defensive coordinator and to, to right the ship on that listing unit uh, on the other side of the ball that, uh, that you know, they didn't do very well, but they sure made for some exciting games last year because the offense constantly had to come back and help the Vikings set a record. Um, what about the defense? Is it, uh, does this, does, you know, do they have the person, I mean, they got the coach, do they have the personnel to get off uh Basement? Can they make it to a middling defense or maybe even higher? What What do you see on the defensive side of the ball in general? Well, you know, one thing that they weren't last in the league in last year was was big ta big takeaways at end of games to to uh, help win those eleven straight uh, eleven and oh one score wins. I mean, uh, yeah, they, they they struggled defensively last year, but we, we can't lose sight of the fact that that team. Uh, Whenever they went south, when they lost games, is when they weren't taking the ball away at the end, which yeah. exposed their defense. Um, and, and there were, there were, there were as, and what's weird was the strangest thing about this season last year was the fact that you win 13 games, but nearly all of your losses were like you know, 40 to three to the Cowboys, getting blown out by the Packers. Uh, the playoff loss was close, but you now that was an upset. Um, but I feel like you know what I like. What I like about this, you know, what we're gonna see, uh, just because that's in his DNA, in Flores' DNA, is that he's gonna go after the quarterback. Uh, and I'm, ex you know, the, if I'm a Vikings fan, I'd be excited about that because there were so many times last year where they, he just screamed, you know, go after the quarterback, especially at home, uh, when it was, 
you know, with that crowd going and that, that home field advantage was not an advantage last year because they did not challenge the quarterback enough. So uh, whether they have the personnel, I don't know. I feel like they, Daniel Hunter is going to get after the quarterback starting week one. Uh, and I think that brings along Davenport on the other side. And then that when they bring in uh, Wonham or, or Pat Jones uh, to be that extra rusher, you know, that's going to be, uh, I have more faith in that. Uh, I just want to see the cornerbacks. I want to see Murphy. I want to see uh, if Evans can can do it and stay healthy. I want to see Makai uh, Blackman, a rookie, come in and try and he's an older rookie, so a little more experience, I guess. But you know, do they have the personnel? I want. That's what I want to see. Uh, corner for sure. You know, most of us uh, people associated with the Vikings here in Minnesota, be observers or fans, we 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 try to focus on the Buffalo game and the comeback against Indy and the eight comeback wins and the 11 uh, ones game wins where you, we have you here. Thank goodness you're here every week to remind us of the Cowboy blowout and the way they finished against. Right, the- wait a minute, Thank you so much. Mark. You're saying a Viking Vikings fans don't focus on the, on the trap door at the end of seasons. Uh, they do back then, but now, now we put that behind us that we don't even, we think about that. I mean, you know, they didn't show those games in the quarterback on Netflix for crying out loud. They showed, they showed the Buffalo game. Come on, man. Yeah. They, I, I, you know, you come to think of it, I've never heard a Vikings fan complain about, complain about rough losses. I, you know, I, I must've been making that up. <laughs> That's probably true. So where do you see him? Do you see the, uh, you know, I know what you want to see. We want to see, and I think you laid it out well. I mean, you didn't even mention the, the linebackers. we got to have uh, Pace, or I mean, uh, what's his name, who didn't even play in the preseason uh, from last year. What's the guy? Or Pace. Pace might do. we got to have those two guys. Are, are, do you have some faith in them to uh, help elevate uh, off the, the basement, out of the basement? You know, I have faith in them, but I, I you know, they're not going to step in and be Eric Kendricks right away. I mean, you know, nice. we all, we all kind of like just, uh, eh, Kendricks, you know, he's patted him on the head and sent him on his way. But that was, a, wow. he was, a he was, a because it was like, oh, Asamoah is fast. And it's his turn to shine. And well, that may be true, but you know, there's going to be, you know, Eric Kendricks, especially uh, prior to last year, when you put him in, he, he knew what was in, before the offense knew what was going to happen. And he made plays that yep. on that. Um, so I'm not was ready to just throw him away. Now, granted, he was became too expensive and all this with the salary cap, but um, Pace, I, I, I love Pace. I love Asamoah. I uh, wish he would have played more in the pre, you know, in the training camp. But between them, they, there's, there's good players there, but they're, you know, they're not going to step in and be just NFL, you know, regular season ready. So it's going to take a little bit. And thank goodness they're playing the Bucks the first game, but the second game coming right down the pike is against the, the Philadelphia Eagles. So yeah, they better they better learn quickly. And and, and, I, and I feel like that the approach is going to be good because it's like you don't want to sit back and like you did like they did last year all, all, too much too much too often in games sit yeah. back and the, the offense dictate it because. You may not have what you you got to get to the quarterback before he gets to you, and I feel like that's what they're going to do. Uh, you know, Davenport is also extremely important because if he if he just flames out or he doesn't live up to their hope for him, then Daniel becomes easier to block or easier to set their offenses to. So yeah, there's a lot of pressure on those two outside backers again, uh, and the corners, and um, obviously when they get into games with Jalen Hurts in week two, <laughs> those linebackers. 
have got to be quick enough to to run him down. Well, you know that that was the thing that you know maybe Kendricks was 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 the a money situation, but he was also getting older and he he knew where to be, but maybe he wasn't. They determined that his body couldn't uh, cash those checks. His mind was writing. You know, I mean, he knew what to do, but maybe not could get there. And you got younger guys that once they figure it out, they will be in position to make plays. Hopefully, yeah. I mean, we'll see. We'll see how he does in in uh, with the Chargers. Uh, but you know, as it was also a new off, our new defense for him. So uh, we'll see. But yeah, the, he didn't fit financially for him, and I, I, it, they made very little, if any, effort to to bring him back. And they, I don't know that he would have come back for for you know pennies on dollars. So that's too uh, bad. Great guy, great locker room guy, great player. I mean, he's huge addition to this team. And I was sorry to see him go, but I guess that's what you got to be. Um, you mentioned uh, the defensive line more than once, uh, and uh, Daniil Hunter. And you know, how is he going to do in sacks? He had ten point five last season. The season before that, I think he had six, where he might have been injured part of that one. And before that, he wasn't even playing. And then back before that, he was up at fourteen. So it's nice. Hopefully, he's trending back up. The team itself had uh, thirty eight sacks last year, which which wasn't bad in uh, team sacks. So. Uh, in, in the league. So how do you see them coming this year? Can they eclipse that? I know they don't have Zadarius Smith who had 10 last year, but uh, where, where do you Yeah, see? I mean, Zadarius had two seasons last year. Zadarius had that um, first half of the season where he had, I believe, nine and a half or nine or nine and a half of his 10 sacks, tweaked him uh, some sort of leg injury at the end of the Buffalo game, and then had like one uh, half a sack or one sack the rest of the, of the yeah. way. Uh, was not the same player um, at all. And so their sack totals, you know, like the, the Green Bay game when they opened, it was like you know, free-for-all, uh, both offensively and defensively. Um, but, you know, not every game went that way. I feel like Daniel, you know, is you know, Daniel's going to push that, you know, I think his career high at 14 and a half, two years yep. ago. Yep. You know, I could see him breaking that, um, you know, but again, sacks can come in weird ways, or or it, you know, it's, it's pressures probably that might be the most important thing to look at. This scheme lends itself to to more pressures and potentially more sacks. There's no question. It also lends itself to um, like overloading Daniel's side, where maybe Harrison Smith comes off of the double team on on Daniel and gets the sack. So to me. Uh, that won't show up in the stat sheet for Daniil, but that's he he creates those situations with his the attention that people put on him. So yeah, I think Daniil is going to be a much more effective player in this defense than he was last year. You mentioned turnovers. Uh, the Vikings had 15 interceptions last year and were tied for the top 10 in the league. 20 was the the high water mark. Uh, where do they land this year in in those kind of turnovers? Uh, not necessarily fumbles, but uh, uh, interceptions and does Harrison Smith uh, does he thrive in this offense or defense scheme? Yeah, I would think that he he thrives in it. Um, you know, there's going to be a lot of three safety looks to him, but with Metellus in there and Bynum and and uh, Harrison, you know, doing different things and and Harrison up Harrison, as we know, is he's still you know he's he's getting up there, but um, last year you know we only saw him rush. You know, I think we some crazy low number, like maybe two or three or four times, whatever it was. Um, that's, you're going to see more of that. You're going to see more of uh, just using him the way he should be used. 
but yeah, the ter- you know takeaways are almost impossible to predict. Um, you know, they, they got them last year when they didn't get them, they were sitting ducks. And I feel like they'll, you know, you would think they would get as many turnovers this or for, takeaways this year because they're going to be pressuring the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, where we're sitting here a month from now, let's not be saying, well, you know, we're there. If this happens, if there's a game where it may happen, where you go after a guy so much and he beats, you know, say there's a couple long touchdown passes and then all of a sudden, you know, oh, we're going after the quarterback too much. So there's going to have to be a little bit of give and take when it's right. high risk, high reward type of defense. Um, and I feel like if they got the personnel, it'll be a lot of reward. If find out they don't, they're going to have to make some adjustments or there's going to be a lot of uh, risk. It sure is. It's going to be a more exciting uh, brand of football to watch than last year where you, you let had that um, umbrella coverage or whatever they called it. And, you know, I just waiting, waiting to hope that the player on the other team didn't catch the ball or if he did, he'd fumble it, you know, rather than that they just were making enough plays and it just frustrated the heck out of the Vikings fans. But so hopefully that changes. Um, first uh, victim for this new defense coming to town is uh, the goatless uh, uh, Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh, Tom Brady, uh, the old goat is out, out to pasture. He's not coming back unless he unretires this week, but uh uh, I don't see that coming. They got ba- Baker Mayfield uh, behind center. So, what do you think of that? You're you're familiar with old Baker. Can he uh, do some things down there in uh, in uh, Tampa Bay? Well, you know, I think not long after Baker got there, he he like looked at the media and said, "I'm you know I'm not going to be Tom Brady." And I think everyone would you know agree with with Baker's assessment on Baker, and he's not going to be Tom Brady. Baker is streaky though. Baker is like one of those guys when you when you assume something that the, the worst of him, he can play at his best. Uh, I think he kind of hurt his career two years ago by playing hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, you know, the, then the Browns went and, you know, gave 250 gazillion dollars guaranteed to, uh, to Deshaun Watson. And then obviously he, he went to Carolina. I thought for sure he'd beat the Browns in week one last year. He didn't uh, flamed out in Carolina. And then we, you know, kind of written off in, in Los Angeles. Uh, but uh, one prime time game where I think it was his first game where he you know, was like, you know, he did some things. And so he's a, he's, um, I won't say dangerous, but he can be streaky. They better put him to rest early. Uh, Daniel better like you know, take care of him early because you don't want to give him any kind of life. Um, you know, they got the receivers uh, there. I, Evans is in a contract squabble. So, but it doesn't hurt. It doesn't help his case to, to play poorly. Uh, I, I'm not sure if he's healthy. Um, but you know, he was talking about this week, at, uh, saying that uh, you know, there's talk about maybe trading him. I mean, some one guy, yeah. uh, Ross Tucker, suggested on on X that uh, the the Tampa Bay should rebuild and start by trading him. And he said one of the guys he wouldn't mind playing opposite of is Justin Jefferson. And so all of a sudden, Vikings Twitter gets alive and says, "Oh my God, let's get Michael Evans." No, thank you. Well, yeah, and if Michael wants to get paid, uh, he, he probably doesn't want to play across from Justin for free. Yes, exactly. That, uh, that, that's for so, sure. Yeah, that's just as there might not be much left in the bank. Um, I'm always amazed at how much is in the bank whenever it comes time to sign these guys. But uh, is, we could be looking at Justin Jefferson on, on Friday holding up a, a, a giant check. <laughs> Highest paid ever receiver. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I feel like, you know, the Bucks are, are – a team that the Vikings should be, especially at home. But 
What about their defense? Don't overlook them, Don't overlook them just because Tom Brady's – they went eight and nine with Tom Brady last year. Yeah. What 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 uh, what about their defense? Is there uh, remnants of that still around from that 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 uh, that Super Bowl team a couple of years ago? Yeah, there's there's quite a bit. You know, Shaq Barrett's coming back. Uh, uh, the, you know, those guys. Uh, Win, you know, Winfield is here. Um, is is coming back. So. The defense, you know, there's a, there's definitely enough there. Uh, like I mentioned, Vita V in the middle, uh, Shaq Barrett, um, oh Levante David. You know, th- those are guys that you know that are that are winners, and those are guys that you know um, can do it. So, and, you, and also you're looking at well, they could have some power in the middle on their defense. You know, can can uh, Bradbury and Ingram hold up? Think you know so. They're probably not too worried about Alex Ma- uh, Alexander Madison, are they? Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'd be interested to see. You know, just uh, I think the fact that it's here. You know, that the, the pass protection should should be good enough, and I think the Vikings. You know, they're gonna, we're going to see Oliver. You know, trying to you know, on short yardage blocking, and so to me, it's like one of those where I think the Vikings are going to win, but don't go to sleep on the Bucks and just assume that you're going to go. Four and zero against a, a division that wasn't very good last year. Uh, you know, well, I've got it figured out. You know, four, I wouldn't just assume that. <laughs> so, so where do you see it? we could we could, before we go off the break here? Why don't you give us your prediction? How how are the Vikings going to do on Sunday? Are they going to beat these guys? Yeah, I think they win this one. I, you know, I think they. You know, I think that this this high pressure defense um, and Baker Mayfield's first start there. I, you know, I feel like you know the Vikings kind of returned to a little bit of their 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 identity. You know where you know, they're at home and they go after the quarterback a little more. I think Baker Mayfield, again, you know, is the kind of guy that could get streaky, but I think he's the perfect guy right now to, to go after and and showcase what you can do when you do a lot of exotic things and, and pressure. So I think they, yeah, I think they win. I think they beat the they they beat the Bucks on Sunday. Well, so do I, and so our 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 season series of predictions is off to a, a, a boring start when we're both picking the same. But you know, you still owe me a beer for last year, so I mean, I think we should pay that off before. I think I've seen you. What, what am I going to do? Fax it to you? Yeah, that'd be fine. Uh, okay, well, let's let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk about the league in general. We'll go through the Viking schedule, see how they come out, see what Mark thinks they're going to finish at this year, so he can. Start uh, calling me a homer right out of the gate, and uh, we'll uh, we'll we'll do that when we come back at Vikings Territory Breakdown Podcast. Come on back! All right, welcome back to Vikings Territory Breakdown with Mark Craig from the Star Tribune. He's the NFL's insider, uh, Vikings writer, uh, extraordinary. He, uh, Mark, how do you see the season going? You, you had the Chiefs on opening night here against Detroit. Uh, They've got, I think, the best quarterback in the league. I remember I had a, you know, when I was our former president at the at the brewery in down in Mankato, Mankato Brewery, get yourself a mad butcher ASAP. And uh, he he was a Kansas City fan. And when I saw uh, um, Patrick Mahomes play, I said, my God, you are going to be in the conversation for years to come. And they have been either to the AFC Championship or in the Super Bowl ever since he's been here. It, it, it's just been amazing. Uh, uh, that guy is, is something else. And he's one of those guys, you know, by hook or by crook, uh, is going to get you in the conversation. But the AFC is a lot tougher this year. It has been building 
to be uh, the better conference. So, so how do you see the season going on? Building there, they are the better conference, and it's uh, you know, and and, and has has I mean, now that you got the you know, the Jets, um, we don't. I know Aaron Rodgers is there, but it's not just Aaron Rodgers. I mean, the Jets won seven. You know, they won seven games just playing with defense last year. They were tough against the Vikings last they year. They got a great corner. They got great interior pass rush and power. And now you bring in the confidence that Aaron Rodgers brings. And Dalvin Cook. And and, and Dalvin Cook's coming in. Uh, so, uh, but I don't even know that they win the AFC. The AFC East, you know, because Buffalo's not going to just step aside. The Buffalo, you feel like, is maybe fading a little bit, but you know, I, they still the, the quarterback play in the AFC is just it's it's phenomenal. We, I don't know that we've ever seen uh, this many great quarterbacks at such a young age coming up. Um, you know, like the highest paid quarterback is whoever, whichever one of these twenty something signs yesterday, and then they become the highest paid. Because right now it's Justin Herbert, and then Joe Burrow is waiting in, in the queue to, to be the next guy to get more than $52.5 million. Yeah, they should have signed Kirk so they didn't have to get in line behind these guys. Well, in the AFC, they're, you know, they, they, they get them a little younger, and they're, they're becoming more successful uh, than, than Kirk. So, um, But, yeah, the, I mean, it got to the point where I think Kirk's a, Kirk's a bargain at uh, 35 or whatever, whatever he yeah, is. Yeah, and he's going to want those numbers after they – well, he goes, I'm not the highest paid anymore. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, so so what do you think? Yeah, what do you I, like I, in the AFC? I just picked uh, – oh, my gosh. Um, are, we, are we being held this? I'll look up who I picked. Uh, oh, okay. You've already got that written down for this. Well, I, yeah, I had to do a, a, a big section for, uh, for Thursday. God, who did I put? Um, <laughs> can we put it on hold? Have Mike put it on hold? Oh, that's fine. It's one of those guys. We know. I mean, you got you got Cincinnati. Oh. You've got Buffalo. You've got uh, the Jets coming up. You've got uh, uh, who? Uh, Patrick Mahomes, and you've got the Chargers are supposed to be better this year. And then uh, people are who's the quarterback out in Los Angeles for the? I'm not in, in Las Vegas for the Raiders. Who the heck's their quarterback? Garoppolo. That's right. Well, maybe not so much from them. I'm gonna look it up. Yeah. Anyway, um, I, I, uh, I, you hope you know. I mean, if you if Kansas City is gonna have to, you're gonna have to go through them. I mean, because I don't think they've taken a step back. They there's always the Super Bowl lull after you've won it. You know, you might take the first quarter poll of the season off, or you know, mail it in and see if you can get a few wins. And but. Uh, their division's a little tougher. It, it's it's going to be interesting to see who is at who finishes at the end. You know, Burrow is really going to want to. You know, he's got the rivalry going back with those guys, so it, it, it's 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 fun conference to watch for sure. Yeah, I mean, I I did have I do know that I had Kansas City losing, uh, getting upset because I feel like I mean, they've they've hosted the AFC Championship game four years in a row. Yeah, I feel like at some point they're going to stub their toe and and, uh, and be caught by one of these other. Uh, outstanding AFC teams. I, I I think I have Cincinnati uh, winning the Super Bowl. <sighs> this is how quickly I make uh, I make these uh, these predictions, Joe. So Cincinnati beating. Um, and how quickly they be, they become wrong? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, true. That's true. Who do you like? Uh, who do you like winning the NFC North, Mark? I have the Vikings winning the NFC North because. Oh my God, we're in trouble. Oh no. <laughs> no. Well, I, 
I, you know, I, I, like a lot of the people making these picks, you're looking for the team, which team is going to be the one that comes from no playoffs to playoffs and vice versa. Uh, you want to think it, that, that it would be the Lions and the Vikings would be logical to take the flip-flop. But I let's put it this way. I think I, I um, had to pick a, their, rec, their, their record for the paper, and I just said something like, you know, I will trust Kirk Cousins in a contract year over – Justin Fields because he's, you know, and that in the, in the bears, because they're just not ready yet. I think they're very soon that we'll be, we'll be picking the bears. Uh, I, I picked Kirk in his contract year over uh, Jordan love and the Packers. I, I don't know if I'll ever, you know, I got to see Jordan love as well. And the, uh, and the lions, I just have to see this, this miracle dream team, national darling. Uh, I just, you know, there's been too many times where I felt like, yeah, this could be the lion's year. Or they start off pretty well, and, uh, and then they kind of fall apart. So uh, I'm not saying the Lions can't do it, but I got to see it. So right now, I guess my my most of my faith would be, the majority of my faith would be in the Vikings. Uh, you know, I'm not. Gonna, I don't think they're going to win 13, 14 games and challenge for the number one seed, but I do feel like they're gonna they're gonna get a home playoff game and win the division. How many wins you you got them for? I got them with 10 wins, and I don't – if you want bad news, at least my, on my picks, don't ask how they do in the playoffs. So I do remember that part. Yeah, of course you do. And I don't want <clears throat> bad news, by the way. I got them at 11-7 and seven and winning the division. It's going to be a battle with the uh, with the uh, the Lions the whole season. I, you know, some of the losses, I think, are obvious for the Vikings. You got second game of the year on Thursday night in Philly. You've got to go to – uh, you got Casey at home, but that doesn't matter. I think they'll beat him. You got San Francisco out out at home as well. It's a it's another it's an ESPN game on uh, probably Monday night, and the Bengals later in the year out there. And I think they'll they'll split with the Lions, but I got them sweeping the Packers and the Bears. And I was I was had all my uh, NFC North games correct last year, but uh, hopefully that's the case again this year. So you wait. You, you have six teams beating this team, and you have them going back by that backwards by two games. Do you have to turn in your little your Kool Aid mug? No, because I, I am actually going up. I predicted only ten wins last year, so I'm going. I'm predicting well, I'm reality, reality, Jones. They won thirteen games. Yeah, I know they won. There, there is going to be a little regression to the mean after you know they're not. You know, we, we saw it in the playoffs last year. I mean that should have been by rights. That should have been another come from behind, last minute one score victory. It should have been. But you know, I mean, odds are in sports and in life that you're not going to win all those, and they didn't. So yes, I, I think there will be a little regression, but not, they're not giving up the the North yet. I, I think. They're not a four-game losing streak, Joe. So they they lost the playoff game and then all three preseason games. I think all all four of those were one-score losses, right? Oh, you geniuses! Oh, you think oh, you geniuses? Oh, I, I remember. I, I picked the Eagles to beat the Bengals in the in the Super Bowl. Everybody's picking the Eagles. I can't wait for them to uh, fall off. You know, I mean, the San Francisco is going to be pretty good. Although that quarterback, I'm still wondering if he can if he can do it and if there's any residual from his arm injury, but uh, they've got a really good team um, in the NFC. You've got to, you've got to look at the Vikings after 13 wins last year. I mean, but a lot of changes. So I, it's not guaranteed, but uh, um, 
I sure hope it isn't the Eagles, but you know, they got a quarterback that can and do it all. And it sounds like the rest of the team is. Yeah. And they got a, they got a, I mean, the, uh, Javon Hargrave goes to San Francisco and they replace him. You know, they had another, I'm thinking those, the, the draft picks that they've made in recent years after Rager um, have been, you know, it bolstered that pass rush. I mean, they had 72 sacks last year uh, and, and they, they just continue to draft those guys. Uh, they had 72 sacks. Yeah, it's, I mean, so it was, you know they they can they can bring it defensively, uh, they and and obviously hurts and they got the receivers and they got a, a outstanding offensive line. I did have the Vikings making the playoffs, having a home game, but I, I had them losing to the Cowboys in the first round. So I don't know if there'll be there'll be a push off involved, but um, I, that's that's my good slash bad news. I mean it's, it's bad news if you believe in my picks and good. If you, if you've seen some of my pictures. I think the uh, good thing we don't uh, put your uh, address on on this site so people can Oh, they find me, Joe. They find me. They'd find you. Yeah. I don't know. I, you know, I heard uh, someone say this morning that uh, ESPN's got the Vikings at 11 and set, uh, 6 and uh, winning the division as do I, which it's probably only because they want people to bet on their new site, right? Aren't, aren't they a betting site now? Isn't that what the uh, is going on there? I don't know. I'm smart, and I'm not smart in a lot of areas. But I'm smart enough not to to uh, other than survivor pools, but I'm not to actually bet on uh, you know things like that. I typically who's your survivor this week? Who are you I betting? Picked. I got I got ten picks, five in each of them, so. Don't know whether to load up on uh, Baltimore on all ten and take a shot because uh, I would assume Baltimore can handle Houston. Um, you have ten. You're in two survivor pools, and you can buy extra ones. So I got five in each. Yeah. Oh my God! Are they all twenty five a pop? Well, the one's twenty. The one pool is twenty a pop. So man, oh man, big spender, Joe. Big spender. You are. That's exciting. No, I, you know, you sent it to me. I thought about it, and I said, nope, I have had not. I, I, you know, it seems like picking one team a week is, is, is an easy thing to do in the NFL. It is not, not even close. Oh, no. And, and yours, and there's like last year, the, the carnage from weeks one and two, especially week one was through the roof. Uh, you know, I, I, I would probably stay away from the Vikings just cause I need to see something. Uh, I would stay away from like, uh, like I told you years ago, the Browns, uh, well, they're playing Cincinnati, so I would imagine everyone stays away from them there. But yeah, yeah, to me, it's it's going to be a it's a fun season. I'm looking forward to it. I, I you know, I you mentioned ESPN says they're 11 and six. Uh, I'm, I just got done, uh, you know, old school uh, working for sports. I do their the preview for the Vikings, and you know, it's it's uh, as you know in the magazine world, Joe. Although you, you you're the Minnesota golfer, what you're in charge of is that goes back to like 1970s high school uh, deadlines. You know, you gotta have, you have to have something due like six months ahead of time, but it's yep. similar with Athlons uh, and they have like the Vikings finish in third or fourth. Uh, they're all on board with the, uh, I, don't, I didn't know. I don't play a role in where they stick them on the team, but I do like a, like a final analysis thing, but uh, you know, like they're on board, like a lot of things are, with the Vikings, hey, they're the team that's going to step aside and the Lions are going to step in. So uh, it's one of those – It's so many people are thinking that that I, I'm going to do the Patrick Royce and just not believe it and go the other way. 
I, I'm with you. I, I think they're going to still split with the Lions. I mean, just like they did last year, There's, uh, it's going to be who's ever got the home field advantage. It, I think the key for the Vikings is if they can sweep the Packers because those are, you know, the, you know, people are already talking about Jordan Love. I, I heard this morning that they someone said he might be the, the third in a row. You know, referring to the quarterbacks over there. Yeah, certainly, he might be. <laughs> we don't know. Based on what? So, so yeah. I, said, I can say right now that Jalen Hall might be him too for crying yeah, out loud. That's exactly. That's what I'm saying. But you can say that, but it has absolutely no value. I mean, yeah. uh, we could say we could, just like we could say he's gonna, he's he's gonna, you know, they're gonna cut him in week six. I mean, who knows? I, well, we don't. It's not gonna. That's not gonna happen. But no. I mean, he could be the answer. He could be not the answer. Uh, and oh, and then because uh, our Thursday NFL kickoff, we, we're doing Viking stuff out out the wazoo, uh, leading up. But Thursday is going to be a look at a look at Jordan Love, the Packers, and that's what really sets Vikings fans off. Was when they see the paper or they see the online, uh, you know, this presence of the Packers. So it's like you just You're as bad as K fan over at the Star Tribune. For like, come on, well, you can. You can like just read about the opponent once in a while. He's kind of an important guy in the division, you know. Are, are they going to be more of a? Uh, I heard this morning someone on KFan describe uh, the Packers as oh. offense is going to be more run oriented than, than. Well, yeah. I mean, what, I mean, when the uh, like when they came in last year, it, I don't know what they. I think the Packers slept through training camp for like a month and a half, and because they got to that first game, and it was like they were in a in a enclosed black hole without any light you know, it's like they 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 just uh they didn't block they didn't uh they didn't prepare for jordan uh for justin jefferson it was like what what, what have you guys been doing and it was after that they didn't run the ball you know they didn't run the ball hardly at all now had they had the first play of the season had uh had christian watson caught that same 80 yard touchdown pass that was right in his fingertips uh from from rogers it might have been a different game but uh, after that, it was the Vikings just stomped on them. And, um, you know, to me, you look at the Packers, um, we don't have no idea what's going to happen either either way. Yeah, yeah, it it, it should be interesting. I mean, what, 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 do you, what do you think about the Jets and Aaron Rodgers? I mean, is he going to be freed up to have a great season? I saw Tom Brady thinking he's going to really have a nice season because I think Tom Brady knows how it is to go from a – where you're loved and successful to get to a new team and, and Brady goes and wins the Super Bowl that year. I, I, I don't see that happening for the Jets and, and Aaron Rodgers, but I, you know, I draft him as a backup quarterback because he's no longer in the green and gold, so I can do that. Uh, uh, I, I see them with uh, Garrett Wilson hooking up to uh, have a pretty good season. I mean, Garrett Wilson is uh, – I mean, Devontae Adams is the best receiver that Rodgers has ever played with. But this guy, you know, Garrett Wilson, the, the quickness and, and the moves, the, what's going to de derail that whole, that whole narrative that they, he's going to step in and win a Super Bowl for the Jets is the offensive line. Is the offensive line going to be, you know, Brady, um, that first year I think was protected pretty well. You know, they literally, all you needed in, in Tampa that year was to, to take out Jamison Winston and his 31 interceptions and drop in <laughs> – Brady and it was instant Super Bowl. Yeah, I don't know that the Jets are in that situation, but they're they're close because the the, the defense is phenomenal. Uh, the receiver is he's got a great number one receiver. Um, they got 
the running backs. I mean, Dalvin Cook is just a, like a, a bonus for them at running back. Um, it's whether the offensive line can do it. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't uh, just to, to pick your brain on a few more topics. I didn't uh, uh, what's his name? Joe Burrows get injured in the preseason, and and I saw today he's supposedly going to be ready for week one. But isn't it a hammy or something, or something that could just uh, flare up throughout well, the year? Uh, you know, right about the time you know we were talking about whether with with uh, Jeff Diamond, I think it was the day that day or the day after it was like Jeff was saying that he goes. If he was advising Justin yeah. Jefferson, he wouldn't practice. And it was, I think we went out to, I went out to training camp that day. And that's when just, that's when uh, Burrow went down with a calf injury. That's what it was. And yeah. they basically shut him down from that day up until just, I think just a week ago. Um, so he, and he's going to play against the Browns. So uh, at least that's what I've, I've heard. So, yeah, I mean, um, that's something you might have to watch all year. I mean, if he, although he's not a running quarterback, he can sit back like a statue and just fire the ball to Jamar Chase. Uh, what about your Brownies? What do you see from them this year? Are they going to take a step forward? Is Deshaun Watson going to be the guy? And they got uh, Zadarius Smith on their team now on the defense. Well, they got Zadarius. They got Dalvin. They, they stepped up and overpaid every one of the Vikings guys that might have wanted to come. Well, Dalvin Tomlinson for sure was probably going to come back here if the Browns hadn't overpaid him. Um, Zadarius, I think they overpaid him. Um, I don't know. I, I with all, all of my history with Cleveland and of 50 some years is uh, just says that I don't think Deshaun Watson is going to be holding up a Lombardi trophy, but I don't know. I'd like to I see think Cleveland and Minnesota are the two teams with the, this history. Everybody else doesn't care, have their history affect them going forward. It's just those two franchises that you have to look back, like you just said. I don't know, looking at our history, and that's the way the Vikings fans are. I don't know, looking at our history, we're never going to win. I mean, like, uh, there's like there's seven teams that have, uh, I think, seven teams that haven't been to the Super Bowl or haven't won a Super Bowl. Yeah. Obviously. You know, Buffalo, Minnesota, but there's like the, the Browns are the Browns, Detroit. Um, you know, there's only like three, three or four that, 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 that have been there, you know. So. Yeah. Uh, what, what about the Chargers? There's a lot of talk about them. They got they they got a rookie receiver that might uh, make some noise. They've got uh, Austin Eckler and, and Justin Aber. I keep I keep hearing there's always talk about them, but they never kind of uh, get where the hype seems to send them. And unfortunately, I had to draft uh, Bear and uh, Eckler on my team. And I just want you to hear you say that they're going to be great. Say that, Mark. Well, I don't. I, I mean, they're they're in the same division as uh, Kansas City, so uh, I, you know I don't have them finishing any, any higher than second in that in that division. Yeah, you're right. It's a you know like last year when they were up 24 nothing at halftime, 12, 27 nothing at halftime against the Jaguars, and then you know blew that game. So this is a this is a uh, you know Brandon Staley is a guy, uh, former St. Thomas, uh, yeah St. Thomas um, assistant coach, uh, well great guy, um, did really well at the Rams as defense coordinator and came in young guy and did a really good job as a head coach, but. You know, he's one of those you can put officially put him on the hot seat with, you know, you got the highest paid quarterback in the history of football. You're coming off a 27 nothing. You're a defensive guy. You're coming off a 27 nothing blown lead in the playoffs. So he's got to make some things happen. It doesn't matter who he's going against in order to, for him to keep his job going forward. 
I suppose it would be good for me if I actually pronounced Herbert's name right. I mean, I still call him Abear because of that Saints quarterback, Bobby Abear. You know, I'm in the word business. I don't know. I pronounce things a little better than Sid Hartman, but not much better. Yes, we're 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 above we're above that bar, but we've got we've got a ways to go to uh, to get. Uh, I don't want to make. Uh, Anyway, well, that's all I got. We we uh, we this has been our preseason uh, finale show, and we're getting ready for the regular season coming on Sunday. The regular season starts Thursday night, which which Vikings fans will watch. Is like you said earlier, you get a chance to see the the, uh, the Lions and what they really got against a very good opponent. So that that will be fun, and then they'll tee it up at U.S. Bank on Sunday at noon against the Tampa Bay Bucks. So. Uh, Here's the Vikings having a good season and being fun. I mean, I know you're excited because you you don't have to go to camp anymore. You still have to go to to U.S. Bank, but you don't have to go to camp anymore. But anyway, Mark, thanks as always for all your insight. Uh, uh, We'll be back again next week trying to do the same. Uh, Thanks to everybody out there who's tuning in to watch us. Thanks, Mike Walden behind the scene who's driving to Wisconsin as we speak. He's doing this thing from his car. That's that's the world we live in. You and I are sitting here, and he's enemy you know, territory, right? Pardon me, enemy territory. That right? is correct. That is correct. So, thanks to him. Thanks to Joe Johnson. But most of all, thanks to you folks. Keep tuning in. We we really appreciate it. And uh, here's to the Vikings having a great season. And we'll see you next week to talk about this first game. Until then, skull. Oh.